Well, we're into March, and it's time for our Defender Discussions for this week. My name's Mike Biker. I'm the Director of Athletic Communications here at Dort, and I'm joined today by... Matt Boss. And... Bradley Lackman. Men, a few words this morning. Uh, well, let's get into it. Uh, we are doing this just a little bit earlier. Uh, release time will be a little bit earlier as well. We've got a busy weekend coming up, a lot of travel plans coming together, and uh, we will begin... I had on here, guys, that we were going to start with basketball, but let's start with track nationals. Let's get into that. Uh, Matt, you're going to be spending the better part of the next few days in uh, sunny Brookings, South Dakota, um, out on the uh, out on the beach at Brookings, and you got that right. And enjoying your time there, but a great facility to watch and uh, observe a uh, NAI National Track and Field Championship, and it shapes up to be a nice contingent of athletes who. Uh, declared and are in the field for that national track and field championship you bet uh, mike let's talk about logistics it's a three-day championship it starts on thursday uh with a lot of the preliminary stuff especially of the relays thursday's kind of relay day and uh, friday will be the first uh, individual event prelim day and then saturday of course is the championship that's kind of the breakdown things get underway around noon each day the relays won't run until uh, thursday late afternoon and uh, the relays it's the four by four four by eight and dmr so logistically that's what what it looks like to get out of prelims you got to be in the top eight typically some of those distance events that we're going to be in it's maybe they take the top 10 uh, to get to the finals and that's what it's looking like and uh, as I take a look at things, on Thursday, we start some running events at 2.45, and they're spaced out pretty evenly, uh, half hours in between there. But from 2.45 until about 6.30, it's going to be pretty solid with Dort events taking place. Yes, and uh, there's going to be a string of five straight relay races. So relays are what you want, the 4x4, the 4x8, and the DMR, and uh, the defenders will field five of those six, and they are seated pretty Pretty high in all five of those relays looking to get to the finals hopefully on in in those five now talking about uh what's happening and the people that made it we had one runner who has made it but disappointment for him in that he's not going to be able to run in the 5k yeah davis tebbin was having an outstanding year and he had a great gpac championship i believe he won the 5k and uh, competed well in the 3K as well, but uh, his foot's just not behaving, and so he's not going to be able to compete. Uh, you feel bad for him because uh, I think, in, in Heinen's words, he could have probably got into the finals and maybe an All-American, so you feel bad for Davis um, for, for, for that. As we take a look at the events, are there any events really where you say – I, I look at it and I think we could have everybody who's entered every event we have competitors in, we have a chance at making finals. Yeah. It's a strong group of defender athletes. Um, just feature and highlight a few, uh, the women's 600 meter. We have three athletes who are in the top, uh, seven, uh, nationally, Micah Koyster, Anne-Marie Stoit and Aunt Emily Heinen could all get to the finals in that. Um, they've all taken turns at being number one in the nation in that event. Emma Baker is coming on strong in the 400. You have Bethany Tenhaken, a returning All-American in the eight. She's going to try to do that again. And then Jessica Campman and Annika Holman uh, in the 3K. And they both could make the finals uh, on the women's side there. And then you flip the script over to the men. 
Um, you know, Peyton Malden has had quite a year. Uh, we've talked about him at length. He's going to compete in the sixth. That's the event that individually he's going to focus on. Cole Zavenbergen, a returning All-American there. Others, Jebediah Merkel in the eight, Trayangan in the thousand, Anderson in the mile, and Eric Steiger in the 3K. That's the lineup, and all of those people can make the finals. And it'll all wrap up by Saturday at 5.30, and then we turn our attention to the outdoor season. So look forward to updates from there throughout the weekend and uh, hopefully uh, a a nice list of All-Americans for the Defenders when all is said and done. I think a chance at some national champions for the Defenders before the weekend is over as well. Let's slide back now to basketball, guys, and uh, the uh, basketball season, uh, the local season, if you will, coming to an end on Saturday for the Defenders, the women playing Dakota Wesleyan, and uh, Matt, you were there along with me, and uh, that was a game where, I don't know, very rarely does it come down to simply the ball doesn't go in the basket. Dort got good shots, uh, shots that they've been making 30 and 40%, three-pointers in particular. It was not that kind of day, though, for the defenders on Saturday. Offensively, it was a struggle. Good shots just didn't go in. And Dakota Wesleyan, they did go in. They had some stuff. Some of their guards made shots that I think we would probably take them shooting, but they went in. Um but a, a solid effort. It wasn't for lack of effort and execution. It was there. Shots just didn't fall, like you said. And as uh, we saw last night, Dakota Wesleyan's <laughs> playing pretty well right now. They they handled Morningside, and I watched the beginning of it, and then I watched the third quarter to see if things were going to change. They weren't. They controlled basically start to finish. They are peaking. They are playing some good basketball. They have that talented post player who who's a handful, and she, she bothers a lot. Of, she's a rim protector on the women's side. She does a nice job. And it's coming on strong offensively, too. We have all conference uh, selections being announced. We'll get to the selection show in just a little bit. But the all conference uh, athletes have been announced. And on the women's side, Ashton Verbeek, uh, player of the year. First time we've had a player of the year for uh, women's basketball in uh, the Great Plains Athletic Conference. And uh, Bradley, I I know you put together the graphic, but uh, she is having a tremendous year in terms of when you look historically, this is as good a year as a defender woman has had. What a year for Ashton Verbeek. And it seemed like about every night she would finish with a double-double. And you look at the averages on the season, she finished with an average of 18.2 points per game and then 9.3 rebounds. And then on the defensive side, adding uh, just over three blocks per game. So a very good all-around player in Ashton Verbeek. I think her point total is the second most this season in program history. Her rebound total, second most, I believe. And those are held by two different people. So it's not like the same person did it in the same season. And then her blocked shots, she's either first or second as well in gross numbers. Uh, she's got over 100 block shots this season, uh, also factoring in making 90% of her free throws as well. So she's the player of the year and all-conference pick. Also on the first team with her, Carly Gustafson, who came back after an injury early in the season and has put together, since Christmas, has played really good basketball for the defenders. Carly has also had a really solid season, and she does a lot of the the work on plays that you don't really notice. She picks up a lot of uh, big offensive rebounds and does pretty well in the scoring column too. Just looking at Saturday, finished with a career high 30 points. So uh, an outstanding season for Carly Gustafson. Bailey Beckman, second team. And I still, 
shake my head every occasionally because I don't believe she's a year out yet from her surgery to repair her ACL. So she has done that in less than a calendar year since she had that repaired. If there is a comeback player of the year in the G-Pack, Bailey Beckman would have it. She's had a really good season, uh, shooting over 40% from three, and uh, congratulations to her. Honorable mention, uh, Janie Sconehoven, a freshman, uh, comes in off of the bench. And any other year, she's probably a starter for the defenders. This year, though, has uh, come off of the bench. I think she's shooting like 65% from the floor. Uh, she's among the nation's leader in that category. Now, when you, when you come in and don't play as many minutes, you don't take as many shots, you make three out of four, it's a pretty good percentage. But that being said, it seems like she's adjusted pretty well to the college game. And Janie plays with a lot of toughness, and uh, it's fun to watch her come off the bench, and I think she has really learned a lot from Carly and Ashton. No doubt, and it'll be fun to watch those three play again together next year. On the men's side, first-team accolades to Bryce Kopic, sophomore, and uh, for a sophomore, to uh, he has the second-most points scored by a sophomore in Dort basketball history, and uh, number one is Greg Manzola, and he scored, I believe, between 800 and 900 his sophomore year, but uh, Bryce is right around 600, I believe, at this point of the season. Bryce is a model of consistency. Uh, you look at it always in double figures. I think he had maybe one or two games not in double figures. Just He has been the go-to guy, the number one scorer for the defenders, and he does that as a guard. You know, you, you think of maybe this being a 6'4", 6'5", player, but Bryce is a guard. He does a lot of the perimeter work, but he's good at taking the ball to the hole and uh, a great season for Bryce. He was a first team selection, second team Cade Bleeker and uh, Cade has had to diversify his game. Um, he came in basically as a standstill shooter as a freshman, earned second team accolades then, honorable mention last year and this year, especially when the injury to Jake Viss took place, uh, he had to shoulder more of the offensive load and has diversified his game. Cade had a really great second half of the season, uh, came through in a lot of clutch moments, hit big shots, and uh, really has been a, a mainstay for the defenders. Honorable mention goes to Luke Rankin. Uh, he was also the freshman of the year. And honorable mention to Jake Viss and Jackson Lusher. Jake Viss, uh, in my opinion, if he doesn't get hurt, for six or seven games in the conference season, he's probably a second-team pick, but uh, missed quite a bit of the year, and uh, he ends up on the honorable mention list. But Luke Rankin, uh, you always wonder about freshmen and how they're going to respond, and he has started and played well. And I think the jump from freshman year to sophomore year, that could be tremendous for him. He's fun to watch. Uh, he will be fun to watch for the next four years. Just an electrifying player, if I can use that word. But, yeah, he does it all. He can score. He's got that nice pull-up jumper that uh, and pull-back jumper. Uh, he's just a, a really good player and a great season. And some of the passes that he makes, it just makes you shake your head. I mean, he is a really good playmaker and a, a great asset for this Dort offense. Jake Viss, uh Averaged nearly a double-double during conference play. I think he probably was at about seven or eight rebounds. High shooting percentage, and uh, good to see him come back and be productive after the, the shoulder injury that he suffered early in January. So honorable mention for him. And then Jackson Lusher, uh, he's one of those players that just kind of does all, the, all the, uh, the intangible things, plays defense, gets rebounds, 
has developed a little bit offensively in terms of being an undersized post player and honorable mention for him as well. And I would really like to credit Jackson for the work he's put in. He was a junior varsity player last year and pretty much every day of the off season that I walked through the DeWitt uh, after the 2021 season, he was in there uh, working on his game and he has had a really, uh, really good um, good year in 2022 and has really carved out a good role for himself. That's basketball selection shows coming up on Thursday night. 64 teams will be picked. I have seen uh, some spots where the defender men are. The, the women, it's a foregone conclusion. It feels like they are in. It's just a matter of where they're going to be and what seed they will be if they'll be a two seed. And I think that's probably a two seed out of the four. I think that's pretty safe that that's probably where they'll be locked in at. Um, there are four spots regionally where Dort, they can drive to easily. We're hoping that those one of those four is that spot. The men, I've seen some spots where they're in. I've seen some spots where they're not. There is still a human element to this selection process that we can't necessarily account for. And tomorrow night, I believe the women is first. Yeah, 6 the, o'clock. And then the men will be at 7. So, yeah, after tomorrow, we'll know for sure, and we can stop speculating. But uh, here's hoping that the that the defender men get a spot. And for the men, there are three spots regionally that they could drive to, and you would hope that they get that. I'm not so sure that's going to happen. I mean, it's just a matter of you're probably going to you're going to be in the field, and we'll have to, I mean, obviously you take what you can get. But uh, the three spots that uh, it's Wichita, I believe, Kansas City, and Omaha. Um, on the women's side, you throw Sioux City into the mix as well. Morningside got a host berth, and I would imagine they're going to be the number one seed, or they'll be the number one seed at that spot. So I don't see two conference teams being in that location on the women's side. Uh, I think that's it for basketball. Um, Cheer and Dance wrapping up their season last week. Uh, dance team finishing in the middle of the pack. Cheer finishing seventh. Uh, congratulations to Mel Knobloch being named co-cheer coach of the year. And I think that speaks to the uh, I think that speaks to the respect that the other conference coaches have for Mel and uh, and the work that she has done with the program so far. Mel is great to have in Dort Athletics and. Uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about her and uh, how the how the cheer program has started, uh, we did have a Defender Discussions episode earlier this year that you can look back on. And that is cheer and dance. They're now finished for the year as well. Uh, baseball and softball, Bradley, do you have your sunscreen packed <laughs> and your B- I, Bermuda shorts and your your button down t your button down shirt and sandals are you ready to go i'm gonna need it because i was looking at the forecast and it's gonna be a warm 90 degrees in florida uh next week that sounds wonderful what's it gonna be in brookings matt Uh, 34 maybe 30 maybe 30 (laughs) if i go today it'll be warmer no so bradley's what what's gonna happen is bradley's gonna make that trip and he's gonna be doing some live stat work and we're piecing that together and initially it looked like we were gonna do mainly base Baseball, but some other sports information directors communicating with them, piecing the schedule together. It looks like Bradley's going to be maybe doing a little bit of traveling between the two sites, um, probably start off at baseball, then go to softball, and then finish up at baseball as well. But uh, you're, you're going to start off with baseball, and you watched the defenders play Benedictine. You followed that pretty closely this past weekend, and uh, your impressions of that doubleheader with Benedictine 
from this past Monday, Bradley? I think, uh, you know, Dort fell behind early in both games, but showed a lot of resilience, especially in that first game. Uh, scored three runs late, but couldn't quite get a get another run across to tie it up. But, um, yeah, just a good, good overall performance from Dort. Um, if you look at uh, players like Logan Klein, who has gotten a hit in every game this season, um, and another good performance for uh, for the Dort bullpen too. Yeah, and uh, softball, they are looking forward to they're, – they're going to get 12 games in when they go and play. So that's going to be uh, – for the softball team, it's just going to be a matter of getting the repetitions in and getting 12 games in. For the baseball team, they've got 10 games scheduled. They've got scheduled off day on Wednesday and uh, looking forward to seeing how the baseball and softball teams fare in Florida. I think that is it. Uh, Matt, you had the opportunity – to uh, interview uh, some athletes and some coaches over the last week. Yeah, we are doing sort of a Nationals preview for track and field, and we talked to head coach uh, Craig Heinen. We wrapped up the conference season. We talked about the conference championship and then leading into the NAI championship later this week. Also talked to Emma Baker, one of the seniors, and a qualifier both in the 400 and the 4x4. And then Micah Brands as well. We we talked with him and uh, got his thoughts on the conference season and then heading into nationals as well. Those interviews coming up. Matt Boss, Assistant Director of Athletic Communications for Dort University, another Defender podcast and uh, a special edition broadcast as we're going to talk with Emma Baker, one of the senior women's track and field athletes for the Dort University program, and she's getting ready to compete at nationals later this week. And Emma, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Emma, we're going to reflect on your career here at Dort as a student athlete, as a student, as an athlete. Uh, but first things first, what brought you to Dort University? Take us through the recruiting process. And had you heard of Dort or how did you get to this place in Sioux Center, Iowa? Yeah, of course. Um, so actually, both of my parents went to Dort. They both graduated from here in 95 and 96, I think. So they're both from Canada, and so I'm from 20 hours away from here, but that's definitely how I found out about it, and I grew up in a CRC church, too, so that was definitely kind of affiliated, so knew quite a few people who went here. My dad's parents actually went to Dort also, so it's kind of like a whole whole family affair, but <laughs> I wasn't actually recruited for track. I came to Dort, and I wasn't going to play any sports. I played basketball and soccer in high school, but didn't play any sports, was more going to just focus on education. And then one of my freshman year roommates saw me run when we were playing rugby once just for fun and told me I should join the track team, which I didn't think you could do, but apparently you can. And so the beginning of my sophomore year is when I actually started track. You've had a pretty accomplished track and field career. As I looked at this before this meeting, uh, your first year all-conference, the next level, uh, your next year it was All-American and you competed at Nationals and then a three-time All-American last year in various events. Take us through, I mean, what's what do you account for the improvement and getting stronger? Is it just figuring track and field out, how to race, or walk us through that? I think to a certain extent it was definitely just learning the sport because I'd never done it before, but I think a huge part of it is the team and our coaches. It's not the kind of environment where I felt like I was just trying my hardest out of like almost like a fear that they would be disappointed if I didn't do well enough. Like it's such an encouraging environment of being able to work out with such a big team. Like, I don't know, it's kind of competitive in practice, not in a 
bad way, but I don't know, it pushes you to do better. And our coaches are always very encouraging in a way. They're like, oh, I know you can run this time. And usually I'm like, there's no way I can do that. But it's not in that uh, if you don't run that time, they'll be mad at you or disappointed, but they like genuinely believe you can. And will like, they always expect the best of you. And if you don't hit it, they're like, yeah, that's fine. You can try next time. And it's just like a very encouraging environment, I think, which was very fun for me. That's a reason that I didn't want to do sports in college initially was because the competitiveness that kind of started coming with like higher level high school sports made it less enjoyable for me. And so that's kind of why I didn't pursue being recruited for any athletics. And so that's something that I've actually really enjoyed is that it is really fun. And there's, I don't know, there's still like pressure for things. There's still like higher level things that I think you have to work towards, but it's just, I enjoy it surprisingly, even though it's running, but (laughs) it's just a fun experience. I don't know. (laughs) And you've had the privilege of running some of these relays that you've been part of with the same teammates over the yeah. years, that that has to be enjoyable as well. Yeah, definitely. Two of the girls, Micah and Emery, I've gotten to run with them since their freshman year. That's, I feel like, a big reason that I chose to do a fifth year since that's what I'm actually here for. Because since I didn't do track my freshman year, this is my fourth year of track, but my fifth year at Dort was hearing them talk about like their senior year and being able to run like one last year. And I was like, oh, I like, I kind of want to be a part of that. Like we started doing this together. It'd be fun to be able to like finish doing that together. And so that was kind of a big influence in me actually coming back to Dort because every four by four I've ever ran has been with them. So it's just kind of fun and definitely encouraging to like see what we're able to accomplish with the same people and also to see how much better they've gotten as athletes over time too, because Micah didn't do track before Dort either. So kind of always just fun to like learn more about the sport with a group of people. Walk us through what nationals looks like. I mean, you go there, you run your races, obviously, but when you're not running, what other things are you doing there? It starts Thursday, so it's a three-day event. What's the time frame like? What do you? How do you spend your time up there? I feel like for the most part, it's just, I feel like we spend a lot of time watching other races, like cheering for your other teammates. We bring a decent number of athletes, so at least for me, I think that's one of the most fun things is being able to cheer other people on because it's a big meet and I think so it's super exciting there's usually a lot of fans and it's just like a kind of fun environment for that but we also usually like we stay in hotels and you get to hang out with your teams and we usually do like team-led devotions and stuff like that but we also just hang out together and all of that free time and it's a really fun way I think to get to know your teammates better I think the track team is pretty huge but with a I don't know, trips like this, you get to know people a lot better and it's super fun to kind of build those friendships. I think some of the best friends I have at Dort are people that I've met through track just because, I don't know, going to meets and especially meets like this, you just get to develop those kind of friendships a lot better. Have you become a track and field fan? Can you just sit down and watch it? Do you watch it on TV? Do you ever get sick of being there and watching track? Mm, I do really like watching it. I pay pretty close attention to a lot of like professional track, which is surprising to me because I usually don't pay attention to much professional sports at all. Like with the Olympics last summer, like I thought that was super fun to watch. I never used to pay attention to that before, but that was super exciting. And also just being in track meets, like that's something I love about how big our team is that we usually have somebody in every event. And so that's just so much fun to like always have people to cheer for and watch. And like, not that you have to, but there's always something going on. And it's just like, I think the rest of our team is pretty excited about cheering too. And so it's such an encouraging team to be a part of because even people that you barely know, like, cause it's a combined with cross country, people that you would rarely talk to are still cheering for you in your races throughout the day. And I think that's just a ton of fun. And so I really love being at track meets 
and watching them. I don't know if other people do, but <laughs> the nice thing about this is spring break's coming up, so mm-hmm. you might not have to worry so much about academics question mark or not. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple tests I have to do before going. So, right, but right. Definitely, I think also being in my fifth year, I have probably a lighter load than some other academic years might, but I don't know. I think I don't have too busy of a load going into the break, so that'll be nice too. Cause, and then not worrying about it afterwards either, right. just kind of being able to relax after. Let's talk about your <laughs> academic journey. What is your major, and how did you come by or decide to go into that field? Yeah, so I completed my pre-architectural design um, degree in May last year, and then found out that I could add a graphic design major because it was a handful of more classes. And then I also added a business digital marketing minor kind of to, so I could be a full-time student for a fifth year. And I also, for architecture, you have to go to grad school, which I think one day I would be interested in. But right now I wasn't too excited about the idea of going to school for a number of more years. So I think by adding graphic design and digital marketing, it kind of like broadened the options I had for things I could do outside of school rather than just having like a degree that basically only let me go to grad school. So that's something I was pretty excited about too, kind of having more options for things I could do like related to design, but not necessarily directly going through grad school. What's uh, what's next for you? You're going to graduate in May and what's next for you job wise, personal life wise? What's next for Emma? Um, I'm getting married in June. So, and my fiance goes to Dort. Um, he's a junior, so hopefully we'll be in the Sioux Center area for at least the next year. I'm looking at graphic design jobs in the area, but also just remotely because that's become a bigger thing too. So that's kind of handy because <laughs> for those, it was kind of looking like I'd have to commute pretty far. So I'm kind of starting to look more towards remote graphic design jobs, either out of the States or Canada, since I'm from Canada, that might be a little easier than it would be for me to get the kind of visa that I would need. But so kind of in the process of figuring that out. But then, yeah, after my fiance Josh graduates, then we don't really know. We're kind of excited to like look at the different places we could go. We're not totally set on anywhere. So it's kind of exciting to me, a little daunting, but. How's the wedding plans going? Oh, it's going. I don't know. It's pretty soon. We got engaged at the end of January and we're getting married in June. So it's pretty short period of time to plan it all but it's fun are you getting married up in canada i am and is that a that complicates things probably a little bit definitely yeah at least for like who can come right kinds of things i think canada is definitely like loosening up a little bit on some of their restrictions so hopefully that keeps changing but it's definitely also just a far place for people to travel to and so we are having a second reception back in marshall minnesota where he's from just so that People who either don't want to travel that far or don't want to pay to travel that far because I probably wouldn't want to pay to travel that far either. (laughs) So I don't know. Just make it more accessible for all the people that we would want to celebrate with. But other than that, it's been pretty fun. It's like a little stressful, but it's also fun things to look at. It's not that bad. It's pretty exciting. (laughs) I'm going to put you on the spot with maybe a a hard question or at least a thought-provoking question. Your academic career think back to a professor or a class that had a memorable impact on you during your journey here. Ooh, oh, I feel like there's so many professors that I like. Pick one. Um, oh, just one. Oh, you can name two. Last semester, actually, I had Mark Volkers for a class and I've like seen him around a lot because I've taken a lot of graphic design classes. So he was always around the like digital media lab, but I'd never actually had him for a class until last semester. And I just 
really liked that class. It was like intro to mass communication or something like that. And I just, I don't know. I always thought he had really cool perspectives on things and a very, I don't know. He just seemed very wise and I always really enjoyed being in his class. And he was, I don't know, somebody I really enjoyed listening to as he talked. I don't know. He was just kind of one of my favorite professors. I think he was very impactful in how he taught and kind of incorporated like his faith in how he taught and it wasn't in a like this is right this is wrong but very accepting of what other people thought but I don't know but I also my graphic design prof that I've had for a lot of classes Vaughn Donahue he's just like one of my favorite people he's just hilarious and he's a really good professor in like terms of not just teaching you like graphic design skills but like how to use it practically for a job which is very handy because I think art is really fun and there's a lot of value in learning artistic techniques but it's also valuable to learn how to like apply that practically to a job because I think sometimes that can get a little lost. And so he's just really good at that. And I've always really enjoyed all of his classes. And I've had him for like six or seven. So advice for underclassmen. What would you say to them or an incoming freshman on how to succeed at Dort or in college in general? Do your work. I my freshman year did not do a lot of homework and I put a lot of things off and my GPA suffered quite a bit. So <laughs> I definitely I had to work to get that back up there because my freshman year I kind of ignored academics a little bit but I think just remembering that like it's a very cool opportunity to get to go to university and have that opportunity for education and like it's also not the cheapest form of education either and I think sometimes like to remember that like it's a pretty big deal that we get to be here and I don't know I think also you get more out of your classes the more work you put in. And I know sometimes you don't want to do the readings, and I'm not saying you have to do them all the time either. I definitely still don't. But you get what you put in. Like, I think if you don't put in any effort, you're not going to get anything out of it. And you can think like, oh, well, these professors suck. I'm like, well, if you put in time and effort, like you can get things out of classes. But if you don't care, it's not going to benefit you. I think making it your own. And I think Dort does a very good job of that, like being able to make your education your own like either adding minors or the things you do or projects and stuff and professors are so willing to work with you on things. And I think just taking advantage of the fact that people here want you to succeed, that people aren't trying to make this like difficult for you. They don't want you to fail. Like the people at Dort, the professors, in fact, like everybody, like they want you to do well. Even like our coaches, they always talk about that. They're like, obviously want you to succeed in track, but we care about your success as people. Like we also just want you to succeed in life. Like this isn't, the only thing that matters in your life, like we want you to be good people. And like, they always kind of emphasize that. And I think that's something that's really valuable about this school that they kind of push that all the time. (laughs) In May, at some point, you're going to run your last race in a defender uniform. Two questions here. What is your most memorable moment as a track and field athlete here at Dort? And what are you going to miss the most? I think I'll miss my team the most. They're just That's something that I missed a lot in my freshman year was having teammates. I think that's something I had for most of my life was you obviously have your friends and then also people you know through sports. And that was something I'd see people walking to the commons with their teammates after a practice. And I was like, oh, I kind of miss having those like other friends or other people you knew. And so that's something that I've always loved about the track team is how many people I've gotten to know through that and the friendships I've been able to build through that. And I just think that's something I'll really miss being able to hang out with those people every day. You also get pretty close with people when you suffer that much together, I guess. (laughs) But, oh, for my favorite or best memory, I don't know. I feel like outdoor nationals is usually pretty fun. But just any moment, probably any moment with like my 4x4, 
at either nationals or even like when we've qualified for nationals, it's just so fun to like see like all of the work that you've put into things and kind of actually like see something come from that and be able to like celebrate that with your teammates too because you've put in all that work together. I just think that's something that's really fun. Also, I met my fiance on the track team, so that's probably Oh yeah, probably there's one of the there, ones. there's that yeah, too. That. <laughs> well, Emma, thank you f- so much for joining me and yeah, best of you. luck later this week. I'll be up there covering it, uh, but uh, best of luck in Brookings. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Today's guest will be Micah Brands, a senior on the Dort University track and field team. Micah, thank you for joining us. And first things first, Micah, this is your uh, final season of indoor track. How has the season gone for you? And uh, yeah, just talk about the season so far that that you've had. Yeah, it's gone all right. I'm really just trying to enjoy my last season here. I'm just kind of soaking it all in. I mean, sports has been a big part of my life since I started playing soccer in like kindergarten. So just trying to enjoy my last year here of organized athletics. It's been a lot of fun. Later this week, you'll head to Brookings, South Dakota for Indoor Nationals, your third trip to Nationals. Um, yeah, talk about your pri- prior experiences in your previous years. Has it been a fun experience, a memorable, memorable experience for you? Yeah, it's definitely been a memorable experience, and it's been a lot of fun every time. I think every time we've kind of surprised ourselves a little bit about how well we've done, and it's kind of just fun being there and seeing competing at a high level like that. Let's rewind. Uh, you're in high school and you're starting to look at colleges. Um, what drew you to Dort University and uh, to continue your athletic and academic journey here? Yeah, so my parents went here and I had a lot of family that went here as well. So that was definitely a big push for me. Um, I actually was recruited to play soccer here and that's what I intended to do coming in and then coach Heinen and my athletic director kind of connected and I'd only run track my senior year of high school so um, that kind of happened and then in a crazy way of events I ended up running track here and it's been a lot of fun definitely haven't regretted it did you ever play soccer here uh no I did not so you came in as a soccer recruit and then just circumstances led you to track. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coach Heinen found you and said, boy, he looks fast and, and the rest is history. Yeah, something like that. Academically, what is your major and uh, how did you get interested in uh, what you're studying? Yeah, so I'm an accounting major and an information systems major. Um, I think my dad probably was a big influence on some of those uh, decisions. Um, it's kind of a similar thing to what he did and um, just kind of pushed me to do something like that, and I've enjoyed it so far. Can you? F- I want you to try to think of a professor or a class that has a, had a memorable impact on you during your uh, academic journey here. Um, I think I've enjoyed um, some of my e- economics classes with Jan Van Vliet, Economic History of the U.S. I remember really enjoying and appreciating that those kind of perspectives. So in May, you're going to graduate. What's next for Micah? Uh, both personally and as a job or will you go back to school what's next in this journey yeah so i'll be getting married in early june and then me and my fiance are looking to move out to the denver area why denver um we both have a little family out there and yeah just kind of going somewhere different do you have a job lined up does she have a job lined up uh neither of us have a job officially lined up yet but definitely we're working on it right now what's the perfect job for you what are you going to look to do what would you like to do in a perfect world i'm looking to do something in data analytics or business intelligence it's kind of where i want to end up 
That is way over my head. What 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 is that is exactly? I'd kind of describe it as using computers and uh, applications to kind of improve business processes. Are you a mountains guy? Do you like yeah, the mountains? I do love the mountains. Hiking and stuff. Oh yeah, awesome. What is your highlight as an athlete here for Dort University? When you reflect on your career. Yeah, I think probably last year nationals when we got second overall and we took second in the four by four. Um, I don't think we were expecting to get second in the four by four and being able to score second overall at nationals was just really cool and incredible to be able to do that. What advice would you have for an incoming recruit or maybe uh, an athlete that's going to return a younger athlete, like, like a freshman or a sophomore, what, what advice would you have for them as they continue? Yeah, I think just kind of trust the process. I think Coach Heinen really knows what he's doing, and we've had a lot of successful athletes with our training program. So put the work in, and I think good things will come. What's your favorite event in track? I know you do a lot of the sprints, anything from a 60 up to a 400. I don't know if you've gone more than that, but what's your favorite event? Um, I mean, the 4x4 four four is definitely usually the most fun, but I think the 200 is holds a special place in my heart too. And you said you only did one year of high school track. Yeah, just my senior year. What I, events did you compete in? Um, 400 and 800 a little bit. 800? Yeah. Did you ever do a 800 here? No, I have not. Would you be willing to do an 800? Yeah, I'd consider it. Would you? <laughs> so outdoor season, what are your events that you do during outdoor season? Yeah, I'll run the 400, 200, 100 some, probably the 4x1 and 4x4 four four as well. Is it hard to believe that... <laughs> in may your academic and athletic journey is done and uh talk about what this has meant to you and your uh, athletic career here at dort yeah it's pretty crazy to believe i mean these four years at dort have definitely flown by in a lot of ways um yeah it's meant a lot i mean the, the track team has been a big part of my dort experience i think and um definitely one of the more positive parts i really appreciate the team and we got a lot of great guys um, we were a lot of fun. To what, be what will you miss the most? Definitely the team environment and just, I don't know, being on the bus with those guys and just enjoying our, our time together at nationals and stuff like that. Now the hard question, how's wedding planning going? Uh, it's going all right. I definitely say my fiance <laughs> is doing a much better job of planning it than maybe I am. But Do you have any say in the matter? Um, a little bit, I would say. And you said that's coming up in June. Yeah, is first it, week of June. Is it here or is it going to be out in Colorado? Uh, it's going to be in Sioux Falls, so not far from here. Okay. Well, Micah, that's all I got for you. Thanks for stopping by. Best of luck at Indoor Nationals and the rest of your outdoor season. Great. Thank you. Today's guest is Dort head track and field coach Craig Heinen. Coach, thanks for joining me. Um, last time we talked, we did a, a GPAC preview heading into the conference championship. Talked about your thoughts heading into that meet. That meet has come and gone. Outstanding day for the defenders. 12 uh, conference titles happened and a second place finish for the guys, third place finish for the ladies. Uh, what were your overall impressions and thoughts on that conference championship? Yeah, I think uh, you know when when we had a day or two to to process a meet when it was all over with. Uh, I think we had a great meet for both teams. Um, you know, there's always some things you look at at the meet that maybe could have gone a little different, and and then you know maybe the the outcome of the meet's a little different from a 
team scoring point of view. Um, on the women's side, you know, we were we were a ways behind the second place team. Um, I think the the first place team scored a few points less than we thought. So you know, you kind of look at that and um, think maybe we could have gotten in the mix there a little bit if some things would have gone differently. We had a couple women who came down with the flu or uh, something like that the day before the meet and weren't able to compete. So, um, and they were people who could could have probably scored points for us. So you know, you just wonder about those things a little bit. But um, I think overall, when you when you look at um, you know what we did as far as uh, being able to win events, which is always difficult in our conference. And then to come out of there with a second and a third place finish, I guess I always look at it as kind of if you can finish in the top four, three or four in that upper tier at the conference meet, you're you're probably a pretty good team in the GPAC conference. And so, um, yeah, I was very satisfied. I think our athletes felt pretty good about how it went. Um, you know, I think on the guys' side, our guys went in there definitely wanting to win the team points. And, um, you know, really what, what I, I would say ended up happening there is I think Doan's men just went in there and did everything right. And, um, as far as, a, a point scoring, you know, when we kind of looked at where, where we thought they would end up, um, they scored more points than I think anybody would have guessed. And to be honest, we scored more than we thought we would have. So, you know, we had a great day. Um, you know, I think they they definitely had some home field advantage on the guys' side. And, um, you know, for us, it's, it's a long trip down there and everything. Um, so, you know, maybe those things affect you a little bit. But uh, we, we um, won more events than I ever remember winning as a team and um, set a couple of conference records, which are also pretty difficult things to do with the history of our conference, and, and so some really great accomplishments. To reinforce what you say about the competitiveness of our conference, you look at the national ratings, and the top 10 is just full of GPAC teams on both the men's and the women's side, so we come from a very good conference. Yes, absolutely, and, you know, it's really um, – yeah, it's it's kind of complicated because a, a lot of times people just don't really, um, I think, understand all the ins and outs of the way the conference scoring goes and everything. But the rules in our conference um, definitely are in favor of uh, teams that are large and can you know fill every event with athletes and, and that type of thing. Um, so sometimes when you get to the conference meet, it's almost, um, quantity over quality, <laughs> which is not typical in college track and field, but, but, um, you know, that makes it difficult and we definitely have a decent sized team and we can, we can score a lot of points in some events, but we, we have some where we don't score a lot and that hurts us a little bit, but you know, when you look at all of those factors, um, I think, you know, we did great. One of your athletes I'd like to highlight, he earned a couple of honors, Peyton Malden. He was named uh, co-MVP at the conference meet, and then the next week he was honored by the 
USTFCCA, I think I said that right, uh, as the Midwest Regional Track Athlete of the Week. Great honors for Peyton, and he, he he's just had an outstanding year. He has, and, you know, Peyton has just been such a, a key person on our team um, this whole season, going all the way back to the beginning of uh, the fall training. Um, you know, he, he, he and um, really the – the whole group of um, long sprint guys, uh, Peyton Miller, Cole, um, Micah Brands, you, you know, the, they worked tremendously hard all fall um, and put in the work that they needed to, to, to really have a successful indoor season. And, you know, Peyton talked to me early in the season about how he wanted to do a lot of events <laughs> at the conference meet, which you know, for a, for a middle distance guy, that's not easy to do. And, um, so we put him in the four by eight, we put him in the 600 and 800, which is a really tough double. And then in the four by four, and he just did great in all of those events. Um, yeah. And the thing about that double is there's not a whole lot of rest between the six and the eight on that day. There is not, it's, it's about an hour. So yeah, to, to go out and, um, you know, run an 800 in the four by eight, come back a few hours later and then do that double with about an hour rest. Um, per- pretty impressive. You got, uh, you come back from conference and you make some decisions on who you're bringing to nationals, but walk us through these last, this last week and a half. What does practice look like? Are you backing off the athletes or, or do you get a couple of good hard workouts still in preparation for nationals? Yeah, well, um, you know, when we when we get to that point when conference is finished, everybody who's not going to nationals is really kind of um, kind of scaling back, so to speak, and until we get to outdoor season, and it it's a little bit awkward, but um, I I have kind of tried to um, make spring break the break and tell athletes, look. Um, sometime between the end of the conference meet and when we come back after spring break you should take a little time off maybe it's three days maybe it's a week it's kind of up to you I don't really care that much um I kind of tell them do do what you need to be ready to go when outdoor comes around of course some of them are kind of beat up or injured and then that looks different you know maybe they need to take two or three weeks off or do some cross training um, you know, or just get in the weight room, whatever that, whatever they can do. Um, so it's a little bit all over the place. And then, um, you know, we, we have to have a pretty quick turnaround there determining who's going to be competing at nationals, especially, you know, if you have some relays and some alternates and that type of thing. And basically that next Monday, they just have to get right into training again. Um, you don't have time to waste you know so you got to keep plugging away and to be honest with you most of our national qualifiers really um, when it came to the conference meet um, we were we were looking towards nationals anyway so you kind of train through that meet a little bit um, because you don't want to you know taper off too much and have your best performances at conference rather than nationals so 
so yeah, it's kind of two different directions. And, and so we do some practices where the whole team's there, some practices where we're split. Um, yesterday was a nice enough day. We had the non-national kids go to the outdoor track and work out. And the nationals group did a workout on the indoor track. So we do a few different things like that. And then just really get to spring break. Nationals is a three-day event up in Brookings, South Dakota, and the, the, one of the things that the listeners may not realize, but Nationals, there's always a prelim, and so that doubles the amount of races, or it can double the amount of times that an athlete has to compete, and that also makes your decisions harder on who can run in relays, or if there's an indiv individual event. How do you go about making these decisions? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely um, it takes some strategizing, I guess you would say. It takes, I think, looking at what you think because you don't really know for sure. But you can like look at the performance lists and you can look at how difficult you think it might be to make finals in in various events. Uh, a lot of times with the relays, um, especially the last few years, we, we've kind of taken an approach where we really do put quite a bit of strategy into um, how we approach putting people in those relays, really just to try to get them to finals. And, and then we can maybe um, have some of our athletes who are running open events um, you know, be able to run one race less because even one race can make a difference. Um, especially because when you're at nationals at that level, you know, there's really no sandbagging. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I always emphasize that to our athletes that our first goal when we're at nationals has to be to make finals. And once we we're in finals, then we can think about, you know, what we're going to do there. But, um, in, it's pretty rare that you can, you know, go into a prelim race and take it easy at all. So, so yeah, we just look at where we think we, we are, are going to do well, but it really is primarily based on our athletes and what we think they can accomplish other than other teams, because you really don't have any control over that. So we try to put our athletes in their strongest events and we try to look at which of our relays we think are going to be the strongest and, you know, with with both of our teams this year, we had all three relays qualified. So, you know, that gets a little tricky because to be able to run, um, you know, 12 different spots in those relays and then open events on top of that, sometimes you can spread yourself too thin. So you, you weigh that and try to do the best you can. Relay day will be Thursday. That's when a lot of the relay, the semifinals or prelims, if you will. Then Friday is the first individual prelim day. And then Saturday is the finals pretty much all day, with the exception of the 4 by 8 finals is Friday. Let's talk about the women, uh, women's team first and the qualifiers. Nine defenders compete in four individual events and the two relays, the 4 by 4 the 4 by 8 um, I'll let you talk about what you what you want to say about some of those qualifiers and some of those events on the women's side. Yeah, you know, we we um, don't have quite as many athletes on the women's side, but I think our quality is really good. Um, I think all of our athletes have a great chance to make it into finals. Um, 
again, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about um, what events we wanted to do with the ladies. And um, when the rubber hit the road, uh, Emily, Micah, and Anne-Marie all really wanted to run the 600. And, you know, as a coach, sometimes you think, well, I'd like to spread that out a little bit. But, um, you know, after I, I talked with them, we, I was really on the same page. I think it's a strong event for all three of them. I think all three of them can make finals and probably place pretty decently in there. And, um, and it works well with what we're trying to do with the relays also because all three of those – uh, ladies are also running the four by eight and the four by four, which in prelims are back to back. So they're they're only going to have about a little over an hour probably of recovery between those two relays. So they're going to be busy, and um, I think all three of them, you know, f feel like the six hundred is a race that maybe won't take quite as much out of them. And so hopefully, you know, they'll be in finals for the four by eight later that day and uh, be able to really put in a, a quality race there. And then um, Emma Baker in the open four um, and also will be running in the four by four. She is, I think, running her best of the whole season. She, she had some struggles in the middle of the indoor with, um, yeah, just with her hips and her quads tight, tightening up and giving her some grief, but we, I think we've kind of figured out how to how to manage that, and um, she's really been been coming on. So I'm excited to see how she's going to run. I think I think there's a, a very uh, good chance she's going to have her best races of the season by a, a significant amount at nationals. So the timing there is pretty good for that. Um, and then we have uh, Bethany Tenhaken running the the open eight. And, um, yeah, you know, she, she's our one person in the 800, but I think has a great chance to make finals. Um, will be a key person in our four by eight. And then our two ladies in the three K, uh, Jessica and Annika and, um, three K, you know, when you, when you enter, you never know, but that the way people entered, I think that, um, was an event where we felt that that went in our favor a little bit. Um, a few more people went to the 5k or to the thousand or the mile. And, um, so yeah, I think both of those ladies could, could make finals and, um, will run well. That's part of the guessing game too. As coaches, you don't know what other teams are going to enter in. And sometimes you have that where you pick an event and they go elsewhere or sometimes they stay uh, in the events that you're you're choosing yes yeah and that's you know it's always a little bit of a guessing game you look at past history and you know especially with indoor track with all the middle distance events 600 800,000 um, you do always know that those events are going to scratch down a little bit um, but you know some sometimes you know coaches do things that you don't expect and a lot of times that ends up biting them a little bit at nationals um and i think you know we we see that a little bit on the men's side this year that a lot of those guys are running a lot of events um so we'll see how that shakes out 
On the guys' side, uh, 13 individuals uh, have qualified in seven events, and then we got the three relays. You add the, the DMR along with the 4x4, four 4x8. Four, four uh, one field event, Grant Brower will compete in the high jump. The rest are all running events. Um, yeah, same kind of thing. Just give us some highlights or a little bit of a preview on some of these individuals. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure with all, all the guys we got running if I can remember everybody. But. I'll help you. <laughs> But yeah, um, we again kind of looked at where where we felt like we could um, get things into finals without spreading ourselves too thin, and um, you know also our chances of making it to finals in individual events. And you know when I look at what our lineup for Friday afternoon on the guys' side, I mean it's as many people as I remember ever having on our team in individual events. Um, you know we got a couple guys in the 600, Cole and Peyton. Uh, we got Jeb in the eight, Trey in the thousand, Joe in the mile, Eric running the 3K, and then we were um, planning to have Davis in the 5K. Looks like he might not be able to run because he's his foot is really giving him a lot of grief, which is, is really too bad. But, um, you know, all of, all of those, uh, people that I mentioned, you know, have had tremendous indoor seasons and, um, really, I think a, a great shot to make to finals and, you know, place pretty well. So, um, yeah, when you look at that, that made, made things kind of tricky for how how we would approach the the relays and um you know we know our four by eight is really strong uh the field for the four by eight i think this year is as good as i've seen it um but we're good too so you know you you feel like you go into that relay um of course as i said earlier you got to make finals but if we're in finals i like our chances um but there's teams that could beat us, no doubt. Um, so, you know that we're gonna we're gonna try to, you know, between the four by eight and the DMR and the four by four, um, put groups out there that we think can get it to finals. And then once we're to finals, then we kind of reevaluate, I guess, in a sense. The four by eight's a little different because because the um, finals comes up the next day. You know, so you kind of got to think that one ahead a little bit more. But, um, you know, what I've told the guys is um, the DMR and the 4 by 4 you know, we'll, we'll try to get those to finals, and then we'll probably decide who's going to run finals and what order and all that stuff, you know, depending on what happens everywhere else. Um, you know, lots of things can happen at nationals, but, uh, again, the number of – guys we have and um the possibility of the number of things that we can get to finals you know we're we're also looking at the team point side of things um and the women you know they could score quite a few points too so it's not that that's not um something we're thinking about there too but um you know we'll see how that shakes out and that might affect the way we approach finals on some of those events too. 
Got a send-off today, I think around 3.30, and then I understand that you'll be heading up uh, tomorrow, which is Wednesday night, and then uh, there for the duration, correct? That's the schedule for, for your team? Yep, that's correct. First events are on Thursday afternoon, and um, relay prelims, uh, and then individual prelims on Friday. Coach, thanks for stopping by. Best of luck this weekend. Thank you. This has been Defender Discussions. Watch for future releases on the Dort Athletics website and on our social media outlets.